In this episode of Two-Eyed Seeing, we're going to be talking a little bit about birth and death and how the two actually come together and really complete the cycle of life. So stay tuned. Hello, Sago, and welcome. You're listening to Two-Eyed Seeing, bridging the Western and Indigenous understanding of health, healing, and life. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Connors, naturopathic doctor and birth doula and knowledge seeker of Mohawk and European ancestry. Each week, I will be bringing you information about health and wellness from both perspectives so we can learn and grow together as we journey through life on this place we call Earth and Turtle Island. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two-Eyed Seeing. It's so great to have you back. I know that uh, we took a little bit of a break there. Part of that was just because of how busy the start of September was for for me and also um, just needing to take that little bit of a break. We talked about that a little bit in a previous episode about stress and about how important it is to slow down and take a break when, when we really need to. But the other thing too is I was on call for a birth and... As some of you may know, um, and I've mentioned this a couple times before, I also do birth doula work in addition to the naturopathic work that I do. And so I actually do, uh, under normal circumstances, unfortunately the pandemic has made it very challenging to actually go into the hospital, into even homes where my uh, patients and, and clients have been delivering their babies which has been such a tough thing for me too. And I can only imagine how much tougher it's been for any of you that have had your little ones during, uh, during this pandemic. But one of the things that was really tough for me was trying to find a way that I could support the women that I work with, both in my practice and those who specifically seek me out for doula services. And it's just, it's been really, really challenging for everyone. And so just recently, I was able to actually support a mom um, and her family as they started their family and had their first little one in hospital. So that was my first time back in hospital supporting a birth while I was, um, while, while the pandemic is going on. So it's been about almost a, well, it's, yeah, it's been basically a year and a half since I was able to be there. So I was super excited, uh, super energized to to be part of this experience again. It's something that I really am passionate about and it's part of why I do what I do. And I love to do pregnancy and birth support. This is just something I feel very drawn to in, in this work. But normally what would happen for me is I would have all these feelings of excitement and the adrenaline and all the things for anyone who is a doula or has had the opportunity to support someone through birth. It's it's really exciting time and as a society we tend to look at birth in terms of all the joy and the happiness and the excitement around a baby being born but something that was a little bit different with this particular um, birth both um, both for the mom I was working with and then I also ended up noticing for myself is there was some trepidation in terms of concern on her part because this was her first time having a baby and 
as most of us know, and unfortunately end up finding out, especially when we start moving into that phase of our life where we're having babies, is we get nervous and afraid of, well, what is it going to be like? Is my body going to be able to handle this? We start to ask ourselves all these questions, and there's so much fear around the common day narrative of what a healthy birth looks like. So there was that piece that we were working on together in terms of supporting her and feeling like she felt good in her body and that she could start to, you know, talk to herself in terms of positives and try to reframe things because realistically our bodies know what they're doing. Our bodies are built for this, but we tend to see these terrible portrayals on TV and in movies and hear all these horror stories about how awful it was to be in labor and to birth. And, you know, I'm thinking of a particular show I saw once where this woman ended up having an emergency C-section with twins and the amount of blood that they used in that particular episode and just really showed this very terrifying side of birth. It's not to say that C-sections aren't important and it's wonderful that we have them and we have the doctors who are able to do those and all the life-saving measures that we have in place when a mother and a child really need that. But what I find is so disconcerting is that most women think that that's how birth goes. When for most women, they have a healthy vaginal delivery that's, you know, very normal for a woman to have. And it's not to say that all births aren't wonderful. However, you're able to move through your birth with yourself being healthy and your baby being healthy is really the most important thing at the end of the day. So I'm not trying to make anyone's experience of birth not be important. But I just really find it such a disservice to women who are about to give birth, who are thinking of um, starting their families, where they go into this with this already impression of fear where they're just fearful and, and very strongly fearful. And I've had that conversation with so many of the women that I've worked with over the last 10 years. This is very, very common. So I wanted to bring that up since we haven't had a chance to really dive into the birth conversation yet on the podcast. And as I mentioned, this is an area that I am very, very passionate about and I really enjoy working with and speaking to and helping women to understand that it's not something to be afraid of. It's something to celebrate and be happy about and and, and be joyful about in terms of moving into that phase of our life. However, also having the conversation that it's not all, you know, sunshine, rainbows and happiness when a new baby comes into our life, whether it's the first baby, the second baby or whatever baby they are in your family. They're all wonderful and life is wonderful, but it's also giving yourself as the other human being in this relationship the time to adjust, the time to get used to the idea of being a mom, and also not giving yourself this expectation that you need to be 100% happy 100% of the time because you have a happy, healthy baby. So 
there's something wrong with you if you're not happy. And this is where I start to usually have the conversation with my patients and with the moms groups that I get an opportunity to speak with about postpartum. And I'm not going to go into depth on postpartum today. I will um, I will do that on another day. And technically, we did cover that a little bit in a previous episode. Um, the seminar, I'll, I'll link it up in the notes, but it was the, the seminar that I gave to another mom's group, women's group, about how we can start to reclaim our health and look after ourselves as women postpartum and some of the things we need to think about in terms of that. So I'm not going to go super in-depth into postpartum and and baby blues and things like that in this episode. But I just want to reiterate that for you if this happens to be your first time listening or you haven't had that opportunity to listen to that episode is I want you to hear this that if you are struggling then don't be afraid to ask for help. It does not make you a bad mom. It does not make you a lesser woman. It does not mean that there's anything wrong with you because there's a large percentage of women that experience anything from mild to severe postpartum mood issues. And when we don't talk about this and we don't have the opportunity to support you, then that really is the travesty. Because that's when, you know, these unfortunate situations can happen when you don't get the support that you need. So please do reach out to your doctor, your partner. Um, If you happen to have a counselor you're working with, make sure that you're asking for the help that you need to work through this. And this is something that I work with my patients as well, because sometimes it has to do with our hormones and sometimes we need to balance our hormones better um, to help us to recover that can be part of it. So it's not all in your head. It's not just because you can't handle it. It could very well be that there's a legitimate something going on there or a couple somethings that need to be addressed. So I'll leave that there in terms of postpartum. Um, I will also report that both mom and baby are doing very, very well. We had our postpartum visit and they were actually adjusting very well, acclimating very, very well. And they have their supports um, because I was only there for the birth this time uh, to support through the birth. And so they have their supports in place to make sure that mom is doing well and baby is doing well. But one of the other things that I wanted to touch on that I found really interesting with this particular birth is I found for myself that I didn't have that same level of joy and excitement that I normally have when I'm going into a birth. Of course, I was happy to be there. Um, it's one of the the privileges I feel I have in the work that I do to be able to witness the birth of a little person. I think it's one of the most amazing miracles that nature has to offer. So I found it really interesting that I didn't have those same feelings that I usually have in and around a birth and supporting a birth. And at first I thought, okay, maybe I'm just a little bit tired. We're all collectively a little extra tired right now with everything that we're dealing with. And that's something I've talked to a lot of my patients about is how can we support ourselves as we're feeling extra stress and collective stress. 
And the other thing that I think that we're experiencing, and I've talked with a number of the indigenous uh, women and, and collectives that I have an opportunity to connect with, is this feeling of collective grief in terms of this really difficult time that we're all traveling through together. And so that was something else that came up for me. It's like, okay, maybe it's a little bit more of just this this grief that's catching up with me now because we've been in this situation for almost two years now. And it's looking like it's still going to be a while before we move through it fully as a collective to the other side of being through this pandemic. And so I was working through all of those thoughts and emotions and everything like that. And one of the things that I ended up having an opportunity to speak with one of our elders in our communities who um, is a very knowledgeable and, and very wise elder. And I was telling him about how I was feeling. And one of the things that he brought up was the fact that in a lot of our indigenous teachings, it's actually the birth that we feel some sadness and some almost grief-like um, feelings in terms of at the time of birth, which to the average North American would sound very strange. Why would you feel sad about a baby being born? This is new life. This is exciting. This is joyful. This is, you know, insert happy emotion here like I kind of touched on just a few minutes ago. But in our indigenous cultures, and this is something that I had um, an opportunity to learn more about recently, there's an overall life stages teaching um, that's referred to as, by most, as the Mekons teachings. So what this is, is it's a teaching about the life stages and life cycles of life. And one of the parts of the Mekon's teachings is when we come into this life, we leave our ancestors and we leave the creator behind and we incarnate into the physical plane. So we, by choice, have left the spiritual plane and have entered into the physical plane. And with entering into the physical plane, we have all of life's trials and tribulations ahead of us so in a number of our indigenous communities it's actually as much as we're happy to see this new life and this new generation enter into this physical existence there's a touch of sadness with that because especially for those who have been around our elders they tend to hold that space for that new life because there is that touch of sadness in terms of knowing that they have all the joys but also also all the trials of their life ahead of them at this point and it's not to say that we only focus on the sadness and the negatives because we know that life is full of both joy and sadness that is what colors the canvas of our life in this physical existence. But what I found really interesting and that was so helpful when that elder reminded me of that teaching was that it's okay to feel some sadness with 
a joyous occasion. It's okay to feel more than one emotion because we are complex creatures in terms of our mental emotional capacity. And so we don't have to feel just one emotion at a time. And just because we're feeling multiple emotions doesn't take away from the wonderfulness and the joy and the goodness that is this new life while also simultaneously recognizing that they will have their trials and tribulations ahead of them because that is part of the contract that we made with creator when we decided to incarnate into this physical life. And the other thing that I like to talk about a little bit here in juxtaposition to life and birth is death. And this was another thing that the elder was um, reminding me of that is the other side of the Mekon's teaching is when we've traveled our journey through life and we are now in our elder years and we are preparing to return to the spirit world. We are preparing to return to creator and, and be with our, our, our loved ones that have passed on ahead of us. Then that is actually a time of celebration and happiness because then we know that our trials are done. Our time here on the physical existence plane is done. And we get to return to creator. We get to return to the spirit world. And so what I find so beautiful about this circular view of life and, and especially that's taught within the Mekon's teachings is that it's all connected, right? And that they all flow together. And one is not better than the other. One is equal to the other in terms of it is part of what is life and what is our existence. So if we can start to, as a, as a collective in terms of the wider world and the wider society, start to move away from these concepts of singular emotions and singular understandings of big events like birth and death because in contrast in the wider society we tend to only think of sadness and grief in terms of death but what if we could start to color each with both and understand that it is a time of celebration of the life of that person, of the lives that that person was able to touch and influence, as well as the sadness that comes with them passing on and us missing them because we don't get to spend time with them on the physical plane for now, but also the joy in knowing that we will see them again when we pass on to the spirit world. And I recognize that not every single person has a belief system that recognizes an afterlife and feels that that is part of what they think and believe and, and recognize and connect with. But that is what I connect with and that is what many of our indigenous cultures connect with is some teaching around creator and creation and the connection between a physical and a spiritual world. And I I do think, and this was something else that um, 
the elder shared with me is that we as a collective are lacking that spiritual peace in the sense that we don't recognize the spiritual fully, we don't embody it fully, and we have a really tough time as a collective, as a whole, recognizing fully that spiritualness that each of us carry, and that that is actually the bigger part of our existence than the physicalness. And I recognize for some of you that's going to be a really hard concept to kind of wrap your head around. And you may also not agree with me, which I totally respect and understand. But that's something that for me is very meaningful. And I feel that more often than not, for most of us, that is something to explore and connect with and really start to expand into because the possibilities for living our best life and having a better understanding of life as a whole comes together with embracing that spiritual peace. And from a naturopathic perspective, at least this is how I see it and how I practice it, in terms of us being whole beings, it's all the parts. It's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And they all make up what we are and who we are as a whole being. So that's where I wanted to kind of go in this episode. And I realized that it may be a little bit, well, a little bit spiritual for some of you. And that not all of you will be ready for that. But I hope that at least you start to ask the question, you know, is it something that I need to explore more? Is it something I'm interested in exploring more? And can we start to look at birth and life and death from a different perspective than we have, even if you don't necessarily recognize the spiritual element? Does it have to be so rigid and finite and, and boxed in in terms of how we explore that and understand it and look at it? And start to ask, can we look at it a different way? And that's really all I'm hoping will potentially spark that for you. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, if you have any questions about this particular topic, if you want to hear more about this topic, please do let me know. I'm always open to your feedback as I want this to be a resource for you and a place where we can explore some of these topics together. As a, as a collective and really dive into all different aspects of how we understand life and healing and health. So I will wrap it up there. Miigwech uh, for being here and I hope you all take care and stay safe. Bama pi. Thank you, Nyawa, for listening to Two-Eyed Seeing. Leave me a comment and if you feel called to, please leave a review at iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. If you have questions about the episode or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please reach out to me at www.sarahconnorsnd.com.